Thanks for joining us on the Lex City Church Podcast. We would love to connect with you and help you take the next step at Lex City. So head to lexcity.church and click on Next Steps. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's message. All right, what a great way to start. Welcome this morning to week two of I Said This, You Heard That. And we started our series off last week by really trying to identify and be reminded of this. That God has fearfully and wonderfully made you unique. And uh, who you are is by no accident. And the great encouragement of that. So as we begin into this, and if you're new this, this week with us, again, as Helen mentioned before, if you'd like to kind of get caught up, one of the great ways to do that is to take the assessment that you can find again at lexcity.info. Now, we've already had over 2,000 people take this assessment, which has been awesome. Last Sunday, we had over, almost 500 that were watching online. So I love that we're trying to find out again even better who God has uniquely made us and uniquely wired us, and uh, so glad you're here to be a part of that this morning. So as we think about that, over 2,000 folks have taken this assessment. Do you wonder what the makeup is of Lex City, how we are? Well, let me show you what the results are. A little over 2,000 folks, it's this. (laughs) This is shocking to me that we are this... Here's the beauty. Wherever you are, there's a whole bunch of you just like you, just around. So that's an amazing picture of the body of Christ, and uh, it's just it's been so encouraging along those lines. So as I was planning out the series, this week, week two, I was going to talk about the strengths of our temperaments. But because so many of you are just like me, we tend to get focused on the weaknesses that we couldn't get past that. And uh, so I thought this morning we will talk about what the tension in this room is. What are the potential of the weaknesses each, for each one of our temperaments that are here? And the great news is this. In this study today, for some of you, you're going to get even greater clarity of which of the four tend to be your default. And uh, so sometimes looking at those weaknesses, I think, really gives us a, a little bit of clarity. So today we're going to have some fun discussing the things about ourselves that we wish knew but nobody knew, right? Aren't you glad you're here? I mean, <laughs> uh, but here's the great part. Today during our time, if you can just take a breath and just be open, uh, be honest with the Lord and with yourself, here's the great part. Some of you can experience, I really believe, some breakthroughs and some freedom, and some victories in some areas that have been a struggle for you in the past. And so here's where we're going to go this morning. And in just a moment, we're going to uh, join Dr. Kathleen uh, Edelman and our four favorite cast of characters on our temperaments in just a moment via video. We're going to catch up with them and have them talk a little bit about some of those weaknesses. Then we're going to see what the Apostle Paul says in the book of Galatians. He says, here is the key for you and I to live in strengths rather than those weaknesses there. And we're going to see this morning that it's living in the spirit. And when the spirit of God is alive in our lives, it produces what the Bible says is the fruit of the spirit. And then there is our great hope. And so today, if you got that sheet and you're already slightly discouraged by what's on your color sheet, have hope because we're going to see the answer to all that is the fruit of the spirit and what it does in our lives. And it's such a powerful thing that we got. So as we join this morning, we kind of begin to set the context for it. Let's join our favorite cast of four as they share with us the things that we wish nobody knew about us. Here we go. Let's talk a little bit about weaknesses. What do you think about those, truthfully? You know, I don't feel like I really, I mean, these things are said in such a strong way. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm arrogant. I don't think I enjoy arguments. I don't, I don't, I think of myself as very sympathetic. Um, 
I don't know. A lot of times the hesitations that I hear with the cholerics is that they don't necessarily see their weaknesses as weaknesses. Mm -hmm. What well, do you think about that? Well, I would just, yeah. Like, I don't even think that these are reflective of how I feel I'm projecting myself. Mm -hmm. Like, these are just, these feel like they've gone out of range to me. Okay. Like, I'm way nicer than all this. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that people... And here's another thing, like, nervy? Well, yeah, I'm the one that's going to step up. Mm-hmm and say the thing that needs to be said, is right. that nervy or is that just smart? <laughs> <laughs> is that a weakness not being recognized as a weakness? <laughs> or is it courageous? I don't know, courageous. nervy or courageous, which one? It's which lens you look through, right? right? Well, I'm not, I don't like this lens. You do. <laughs> when, the, when the collar comes in to my office, um, they either own it and say weaknesses aren't weaknesses or they come in going, I do not, I'm always described as the bad guy. Mm -hmm. I'm always described as these things. You know, and most people, a lot of people, not most, but a lot come in not wanting to be choleric mm -hmm. because of the way they're described a lot of the times mm -hmm. as some of those things. Mm -hmm. If you were to step out a little bit and think about your five children, mm -hmm. maybe your husband. Mm -hmm. They might or might not have said some of those things. <laughs> they might or might not have. <laughs> Yeah. More than once so, a day. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a point where we want to look at those and take ownership with, of them because we're wired for them. We're wired for all the weaknesses. Mm -hmm. We do not want to use our temperament at all for an excuse or a weapon. Mm -hmm. I'm just wired that way. I'm just green or I'm just, you know, a Lee, I'm just bossy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a nervy person, so it's okay. Mm -hmm. So because that's all going to be reflected out in the way you speak to each other. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, tell me about some of the ones that are jumping out at you. Um, one that I hate is Ooh. unenthusiastic. Oh. <laughs> wow. I, I say I hate. Just Why? I would like to be more yellow in oh, that. Oh, okay. And be the enthusiastic person, like for people to be able to read on my face and my body language, how excited I am. Yeah. Um, but instead, it's like all <laughs> so, underneath. Yeah. Um, and then indecisive. Um, I I feel like I'm a great decider. Okay. Um, but some of my loved ones don't always feel that way. It represents being pushed. <laughs> no, please. Yeah. Um, so don't back me in a corner. Oh, yeah? Um, I can get pretty stubborn and like it's almost like a volcano happening. So like this mm. peaceful calm guy it's unexpected I'd rather watch so there are some things I, I love to engage in and okay. I have a high work ethic um, sometimes in group conversations mm -hmm. if somebody else says it then I feel like I don't have to say it we, we see that where Jeremy sits is on the people side but he's an introvert mm -hmm. which is fascinating because if we stay in how people describe introvert and extrovert this particular temperament kind of falls through the cracks. And actually, Leslie, it affects your temperament as well mm -hmm. because you're an extrovert, but you really would rather do tasks mm -hmm. first. Yeah. And when, again, when we're thinking about extrovert, we think, oh, people, people, mm -hmm. people. But that's why I really encourage you to think of it in this, these terms because this is what's gonna give you really understanding of your temperament. The other thing Jeremy said that I think is very worth repeating is this quiet, gentle temperament can take pushing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But when they're pushed into a corner, they're gonna fight or they're gonna flee, right? Mm -hmm. And usually they flee. They'll leave the home, they'll leave 
the party, they'll leave the job, right? Um, but if this temperament decides to fight, they can make the very strong warrior of the choleric look like a kitten. Wow. It is so explosive and so out of the norm, really. Andrew. Um, the ones that I marked, uh, skeptical, false humility, standards often too high, as much as I hate to admit it, insecure socially, mm -hmm. and too reserved. Well, tell me a little bit about false humility. Sure. I feel uh -huh. like sometimes I'll be. I'm sorry. I'll, such a funny word. So awesome. I'll put. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, I think I'll put myself below someone mm -hmm. in an interaction, not to make them feel better, but to make myself feel comfortable. There you go. So it kind of is Very a false well humility situationally, yeah. just because yeah. that's kind of my comfort zone, for like the attention to be on them, so to kind of let them, you know. Dom dominate whatever we're talking about yeah. and we just kind of play devil's advocate almost yeah so you're safe wow. right it's a right? safe place right. so i feel like it can come across as oh he's so humble but it's mm -hmm. also kind of selfish yeah <laughs> which is one of the weaknesses that we all share mm -hmm. we all have our own weaknesses that go wired into your temperament mm -hmm. but the one that we all share together is selfishness mm -hmm. and that's one of the things as we talk through this in this journey we're going to try to eliminate comedian Awkward socially. How's that work? Yeah, no, it's a uh, comedy is great because I can talk to a lot of people, but they don't talk back. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like I can I can talk, but I don't have to have a conversation. <laughs> I can talk, but, but I don't have to have a. And conversation. I really do enjoy having conversations yeah. with people that I know and trust. Um, Keyword there, But I'm not trust. the person that's on the airplane making friends with the person sitting next to me. Exactly. Uh, exactly. No. Definitely yeah. not. Um, well, while you're oh, yeah, like at a wedding. Yeah. Okay. Like at a wedding is the time I like to talk to strangers because the alternative is dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so you do what's ever keeping you yeah, from the so worst gotta, unsafe thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that because trust Very and safety strategic. are People huge are, for us blues, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about you. What do you see? Okay. What's interesting is as I read through them, like a while ago before I like really got confident with who I was, mm -hmm. this would all be like very discouraging for me. Okay. Which is why I would love to start with number 10, which is confidence fades fast. Okay. So lots of people think that I'm so confident mm -hmm. because I'll talk to anyone about anything, however long, however loud. <laughs> yeah. But right. I get like, I don't know on the inside, I'm really soft and I yeah. will get discouraged very quickly. Someone talks about something that I did like in a negative light, mm -hmm. even if they use like the best sandwich method, it's yeah. like big piece of bread. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. As soon as they transition, I'm like, I can feel it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I'm the worst person in the world. Oh my gosh. I'm horrible. Yeah. I'm like on top of the world. Now I'm in the valley. So, okay. So that's a big one for me. Um, hates to be alone. And I'm appreciative that you guys use the word hates because it is a <laughs> deep rooted, like when I'm sick, mm -hmm. <laughs> my husband hates this. When I'm sick and I have to be alone, mm -hmm. it's so bad. One time my husband went to the store to go get me some medicine and he came back and I was sitting in the middle of the living room floor just looking out of the window, depressed. And I tried long? to go with him and everything. He's like, stay <laughs> home. I'm like, no, let me put my shoes on. I had like socks, flip flops, it was bad. And how long was he gone? 30 minutes, but it was so, it was like, I was stressed. I'm like, yeah. should I talk to the walls? Like there's yeah. no one here. Yeah. So hates, like hates. deep rooted yeah. in me. Pause that right for a second. What does that feel yeah, like I to love, you? I love being sick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it just because I don't want to have it. Yeah. 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 And you fake 
because that is we are hypochondriacs sometimes. So oh, are yeah. we? Uh, maybe. <laughs> is that what you do to, uh, to be alone? Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> is it? I might, start, I might start doing that. I'm in the Andrew camp though. Huh. Oh, you yeah. Know, get sick. That's that's a oh. good solid two days of mm -hmm. solitude that I don't have to make an excuse for. Mm -hmm. um, the non productive two days mm -hmm. oh that I would never give myself. So I guess like sitting around having coffee randomly is probably not, this is uh, not productive. It's got to have something else going something on. Something else. <laughs> I, I could just literally talk and have coffee all day. All day. Which leads me to compulsive talker. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about compulsive talker. Well, first of all, I didn't know that this about myself at first. So yeah. I was very confused when people were like, woo, you're a lot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that I'm what they not. Say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what I've recently chalked it up as is I'm a verbal processor. Okay. And I process in details. So yes. it comes off as yes. I'm talking a lot. But really, it's Sounds a lot better. Yeah, it's, it's it. It's Don't you think that's what it is, or do you think yeah. it's just compulsive? Oh, okay. well, I think there's you're a great storyteller and yeah. you do express verbally. Yeah. But remember when we talked about how close those strengths and weaknesses, it's you teed really that up close. perfectly. Right? Because it does not take long from you to go from being a good yeah. storyteller to exaggerating and elaborating. As soon as that mm -hmm. attention's on you and the people are laughing and you yeah. have their attention, all of a sudden, I know. the story gets bigger and bigger, right? Okay. So, no, and, and you want to be aware of that. I do. You really do. I need to know because that. remember, our strengths and weaknesses are choices. Mm. You have choices every single day yeah. to pick if you're going to be in a strength or you're going to be in a weakness. Yeah. You know, there's forks in the road where you have to say to yourself, I have a tendency to remember the negatives, yeah. but I'm going to choose to be compassionate. Yeah. Or I have a tendency to be bossy, mm -hmm. but I'm going to choose to delegate, right? Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to be quiet, but I'm going to choose to advocate for myself. I have a tendency to exaggerate and elaborate, but I'm not gonna interrupt. I'm gonna ask questions, right? Which you absolutely have the strength to do. Wow. So it's just learning the path mm -hmm. to not just accept your wiring, but now to be aware right. of what words are you using? Where are you coming from? Is it a good place of strength so you can pour into yourself and other people? Or is it weakness? Mm -hmm. And maybe we're getting stuck a little bit in selfishness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what we're finding out right here, just in this little time we spent together, is you can describe the temperaments as loud strengths, loud weaknesses, peaceful strengths, peaceful weaknesses, powerful strengths, powerful weaknesses, mm -hmm. and deep strengths, deep weaknesses, because they line up exactly with your innate wiring. Hopefully that's helpful to you as you see a little bit. But what I love about it is this. The one thing we all share in common, regardless of your temperance, what is one of our core weaknesses? It, it's selfishness. Selfishness. It, it, it manifests itself differently in each one of us in our temperaments, but it really is the core issue that we struggle with. Take this moment, turn to your neighbor and say, hey, you're selfish, but so am I. No, don't say that, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, but here's the reality, right? Philippians says it this way. Philippians 2, it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So how do we get to that point of selfless living, right? 
How do we get in our lives to the point that we're not trying just to avoid what is evil, but we're actually doing what is good? This idea, I think when it thinks about our weaknesses, the goal is not to control or manage our weaknesses. The goal is to live in what the Bible says is the fruit of the Spirit. Let me give you that. Apostle Paul says this in the book of Galatians, gives us, here's the list of the fruit of Spirit. But the Holy Spirit produces these kinds of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And I highlighted that last little part because it's an interesting little part. There is no law against these things. Here's what Paul is saying. There is no external law, there is no legalism that can produce this kind of fruit in your lives. It must come from within. Worded it this way, maybe this is helpful to you. It's simply this, when it comes to the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit cannot be manufactured. It is a manifestation of Jesus within us. All right? Don't miss this. Fruit of the Spirit cannot be manufactured. It is a manifestation of Jesus within us. Before we jump into that, I want to remind you, especially for those that are blue and red tendencies, take a deep breath on this one because you can't manufacture it. You cannot try harder, be better, work more in order to get this thing. It is something that has to be manifested by who is in you, and that's the spirit within your life. What I want to remind you today as we jump into this is, listen, victory in these areas of weaknesses that are listed on your card, it all begins with Jesus, and it all ends with Jesus. There is in the power, and there is an ability to change. Second Corinthians says it this way, chapter 5. It says, this means, this is so encouraging, that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Anyone who belongs to Christ, this is what he's saying again, listen, this isn't something that you can work harder at, try to be better, this isn't something uh, that you can just, boy, through manipulation, kind of get yourself there, why? Because the root of the problem is not something that you can manufacture and change. The root of the problem is your heart. That's why this whole series, we're not trying to talk about behavior modification, we're talking about heart transformation and what the Spirit can do within your heart. Because only Jesus can change a selfish heart into a selfless heart. The power comes from the Spirit. And you know, that's what I love about being a follower of Jesus. I love that being a Christian in my life because as a follower of Jesus, I not only have the hope of heaven, but I have the power for victory in this present life. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he not only paid the penalty for my sins, but he paid for the penalty of my weaknesses that I have. That I can experience because of Jesus' death on the cross, don't miss this, not only freedom from sin, but freedom from self. It's a beautiful perspective. It's eternal, and yet it's right here in this present world. So as a green, Jesus died for my stubbornness. He died for my apathy. He died for my judgmental spirit. He died for those things that are the weaknesses in my life. And so the day and the moment I place my faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, the Bible says the beautiful thing happened is that the Holy Spirit comes and lives and dwells within me, and because the Holy Spirit dwells within me, the Holy Spirit produces his fruit in my life. You see the difference? This is not a you thing, 
This is the Jesus thing. This isn't about you being a better person. This is about the Son of God, the power of his spirit living in you and dwelling in you in such a powerful way. Go back to Galatians chapter five because here's a key passage today. The key. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your life. It's the power. It's the Holy Spirit that creates and generates and produces this kind of fruit in our life. So today... If you look at that card you got when you came in, in just a moment, if you didn't get a card, we'll have our host team help you in just a moment to get you one of those. But if you look at that card, and again, it's just kind of discouraging. If you don't like the things that are described of you, if you're just, if you're just tired of trying to be a better spouse or a better parent or a better roommate or just a better person and a better coworker, if the, if the, if the things on the list just drain you because this is the, the tension in your life and you just can't get past you, can I remind you again, Galatians 5 gives you the wonderful hope that what you are. Through the power of the spirit in your life, you can change those things that are in. That the, the beauty is the power of the relationship with Jesus, that the things on your list do not have to define you. They are simply evidence when we're not walking in the spirit, these are the things that will come to the surface. But men and women, they do not define you. This is not who you are. This is not who God created you to be. And this is not who you have to be in the future because of what Jesus has done. But the question is, and it really begins at this moment of this, do you have, listen, that kind of relationship with God? Is God in your life? Have you come to a point of surrendering your life to him? Because in the absence of Jesus in your life is the absence of hope to change those things on your list. And so I don't wanna slide by that moment too quickly. Have you come to a point in your life where you've acknowledged to God your need for him? Acknowledge and confess your sinfulness and your need for his forgiveness, the need of hope and the power of the spirit in your life to change you? and to give you what he has for you. See, the wonderful thing is today, you can do that. Today, you can place your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ alone, not only for the promise of heaven, but for the hope and the power for the present that you're walking through. And see, here's the thing, friends, that's so lovely, is you are surrounded by today people who understand that and people who are in need of that. You are surrounded today in our church family, people who are addicts and hurtful and angry and people who have had depressing depression and depression depressing thoughts and people who have been at points of being empty and people who have walked in darkness and at our lowest point when we had nowhere to turn it's when the moment we turned to Jesus and Jesus changed and transformed us so I want to tell you today you're surrounded by a group of people who understand the difference this makes in our life and you are in good company there that the power of the spirit can come and give us new life. Second Corinthians, again, I'll read that to you again. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? A new person. The old is gone and new life has begun. If you want to experience that kind of new life, kind of transformation within your very heart, I want to invite you today in these moments to do that. And if you would, just where we are today, just bow your heads just all the way around the auditorium and let's just take a couple moments with you and the Lord. And maybe you are here today and you say, Pastor, that's me. I've been trying to do this thing on my own. I'm 
tired. I'm wore out. I'm not getting any progress. I, I, I'm at a point in my life where I know when I need that I need Jesus. That's you today. Can I just invite you? The Bible says that you can experience that freedom just through a relationship with him. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's not a magical prayer. It's not the words that save you. It's just the attitude of your heart. And if that's you this morning, would you simply just say to the Lord in the quietness of the moment, dear Heavenly Father, today I acknowledge that I need you. I acknowledge that my sinfulness and these weaknesses have separated me from you. But God, I thank you that you love me enough that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross. That I might not only have forgiveness for my sins, but I may have the power to live in victory in this life. And so Father, today, I'm placing my faith and my trust in you alone for the forgiveness of my sins and that free gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name, just as you have your heads bowed in this moment, today, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I'd love just to celebrate with you. I'd love to remember and even pray for you this week. And if you wouldn't mind, if you did that for the very first time, would you mind just raising your hand and just raise it and just put it back down? Amen. Thank you. Amen. See you in the back. Thank you. Anybody else today saying that? Fantastic. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. You can look right up here. Listen, if you prayed that prayer today for the very first time, we could not be more excited for you. Amen. I'm telling you, this is the game changer in your life. Because the Bible says when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have the power of the Spirit in your life. And the things that once defined you no longer define you, that you are a new creation in Him. And we celebrate that this morning. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, let me encourage you to do two things. One is just share that with somebody. If you came with a friend that brought you, say, man, today I prayed that prayer. They would love to celebrate with you. Also on lexcity.info, there's just a little, little tab that says, I prayed this. If you click on there, uh, just let us know that you prayed that. I'd love to just send you some follow-up information and uh, ways to grow from there. We're so excited for you. You know, for many of us, though, today, uh, we've placed our faith in Jesus Christ at one point in our life. And you understand this. That this idea of dying to self is not a one-time decision. Don't you wish it was a one-time decision? <laughs> this is the daily battle. This is the taking up our cross. This is the idea of, of, of just daily being open to God to say, God, here's my life. Show me where I need to grow. Show me the blind spots. It's this daily decision to surrender to the Lord. You know, last week I, I shared that one of my favorite passages at times when I feel insecure or inadequate is Psalms 139. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My days were allotted before the foundation of the earth. It encourages me that I have value and worth beyond those moments. But I also love Psalms 139 because if you read down a little bit farther into that chapter, it tells us what I'm just talking about today. How do we keep that close relationship with God? How do we keep a close account with God? How do I avoid the blind spots that so easily creep into my life, the weaknesses that I'm, I'm so used to, I don't even see. Psalms 139, go all the way down to verse 23 and 24, and it simply says this. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and leads me along the path of everlasting life. I love that part. God, just, just search me. Show me. God, know me. God, point out the things, I love that last part, that offend you, 
God, I wanna agree with you the things in my life that you already know about me that I need to give to you and I need to resurrender one more time. So this morning, we're gonna do that. We're gonna take a few moments and do the hard work of just heart work. And spend some moments really with just you and God and let the Spirit of God speak to you. So here's what we're gonna do in just a moment. You've got these cards that, that you got when you came in. Again, if you didn't get a card, just raise your hand. Some of our host team will get you one of these. And we're gonna do this this morning. We're gonna sing a couple songs. So let me just say this. You have, you have time, lots of time. Don't worry about you need that you need to rush. But we wanna take a few moments and look down those areas of the weaknesses. And again, on your lexcity.info, there's a full list of just 40 some for each, in case you need a few more uh, that are on here. And I want you to take a few moments and ask this dangerous and yet challenging prayer. God, show me in my life where are the areas that the spirit is not in full control. God, help me not to rationalize it away by saying, well, that's just my temperament. That's just who I am. People are gonna have to deal with me. And God, help me, no, no, to say this is an area that the spirit doesn't have full control in, and so I need to surrender it to you. This is sin. Let's call it what it is. God, this is a sin. I just need to confess it to you. And then what we're gonna do is, while the band sings, I'm gonna ask you to consider marking one of these, or if it's another, you just write that in. And just in a symbolic way of just laying it down at the, the feet of the cross, we're gonna ask you to bring your cards here this morning and just lay them right here at the foot of the cross and say, God, I wanna acknowledge it, I wanna confess it, but then here's the beauty of it, I wanna leave it. Next week, we're gonna talk about the amazing strengths of, of, your, of your temperaments. But God, I just wanna leave it there, but I wanna do the job and I wanna do the work on the front end, and then I wanna leave it at the feet of the cross and then move on to no longer be defined by the things that are the weaknesses in my life. Does that make sense? So I'm gonna pray, band's gonna come play, and just as you feel led, take some moments in your seat, take some time with the Lord, think, process, mark, and then lay it at the feet of the cross, and then move forward. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the reminder that the the solution, the antidote to my weaknesses is not found in me, it's found in you and your spirit who lives within me. Thank you that today I don't have to leave trying harder. I don't have to become a better person and I don't have to stop doing this. God, I need to surrender to your spirit and allow the fruit of the spirit to be manifested in my life. So Lord, over these next few moments, may you speak clearly to us. May Psalms 139 be true. God, just search me and know my ways. And we'll trust you with it. In your name, amen. Let's sing and you do as the Lord lays on your heart. Thanks for joining us for today's message. You can stay connected with us through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at Lex City Church. Join us for next week's podcast and have a great week.